The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and members. Management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome, everybody. So today's topic is a little more difficult. Now, I know most of you know the month of October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I think what you may not know is that October is also uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And uh, the statistics are pretty alarming. And so we're going to have a very deep and difficult conversation today. But we're going we're gonna to share with you what you need to know. And as all my beauty pro- professional friends out there, how you can help create more awareness and, um, you know, and really support those clients that might be in a domestic violence situation. So here, uh, here's just a few things that I pulled up in regards to this topic today. On the average, 20 people per minute are physical, physically abused by an intimate partner. That's just in the United States. That's not even talking about what's happening across the globe. And we are all aware of what's happening across the globe in some countries where women are just not treated as equals or individuals in those cases. So you know that the any of these numbers and any of these statistics we're given you might fare in one conversation here when we're talking about it being just in the United States, but you know that it's a bigger problem globally and worldwide. And so with October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we're here to share with you um, a little bit more about not only what you need to know if you're in the situation of an abusive relationship and how you can get help, but we're really reaching out to our beauty industry professionals to be able to support us and making sure that we have something, something to help make a difference. And to help make a difference is um, the Cut It Out program, which my guest, my very wonderful guest today, is Bridget Cox. And not only is she the ambassador for Cut It Out, um, but she's also a survivor of domestic um, abuse and violence. And she's going to share her story with you now. And um and I hope that we all can see some part of ourselves to be able to make a difference and, and have some call to action in the end of this show. So please stay tuned with us. Stay with us. And we honestly, right off the front, I'm just going to say we appreciate your support in this in this difficult conversation. So welcome, Bridget. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. I really like having this opportunity to share because my story is, I think, very similar to a lot of women's stories in that. I'm not a statistic. I didn't think that I should report it. I was afraid to report it. I didn't think it was that bad. I um, I was with a man that I loved, and I thought I could fix. And I did this for close to 30 years. Um, I was 
first it first started with just um, smashing, you know, his fists into walls and shoving a little bit of shoving and it didn't happen every day so it's not like when we're in a domestic abuse relationship it's not like it's a daily thing it can grow to that but it's not like it's daily so we always think it's going to be better and i used to get flowers every friday and that would take away from you know i it, it made me really think that he loved me so he didn't mean to do this um I didn't realize that it was a choice that he made until I got into um, therapy and started working with different organizations um, with the abuse issues. Um, I learned a lot from that because I really thought it was my fault. And I think we have a um, victim-blaming society and in my family, we were raised not to talk about things like this. This was behind closed doors, and we're not allowed to put our dirty laundry out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think it was that bad because when you see it on TV, you see smashed faces, you see bloody lips, you see hair being torn out, you see broken bones, you see, going to the ER. The majority of the statistics are those that have gone to the ER or that have gone to the police. Um, so there's so, so the statistics really aren't, don't tell you how many really are being abused. Yeah. Because abuse can be so many different things. I was abused financially and didn't even realize it in that we owned our own business and I never made a penny. It was all put back into the family, and so when I did get the courage to leave, I didn't have anything. Mm. I couldn't get unemployment because I hadn't been paid. You showed no income. No. Yeah. And even on our tax returns, it showed me as a housewife, yet I managed 50, 25 properties and uh, ran a gym. I mean, I was doing everything I could to hold everything together and not let anybody see what was really happening. Mm -hmm. um, How did it start, Bridget? Like, you know, were there triggers that became kind of a pattern that you started creating awareness of? Um, he would rage. And I think it was when he was, when he would be in fear of, of losing something he had or not getting something he wanted, that's when it would start. And I could see it in his eyes. I could see it. I could hear it in the way he walked. I was always aware. I'm very hyper aware of my surroundings, even today. So it started out where I didn't know when to be ready. And then I started, as it continued over the years, I could tell when it was going to happen. A lot of times um, we might have been drinking that night and he might have crossed, a, you know, crossed mm -hmm. over a line and um, he would become violent or angry. Um, and then there were times where he would wake me up in the middle of the night and start. Was the vi so the violence was physical? It was physical. It was spiritual. It was mental. And I'm sure emotional because it was you wouldn't very be here today if, it, if there wasn't that emotional part. The emotional part is the thing that hurt, I think, the worst. 
um, because I believed a lot of the things that he said to me, I believed that people were going to do things to me because I was bad. I didn't realize that I didn't have the self-worth that I have today. And I didn't even realize I didn't have it. I thought mm-hmm. that I had it under control. I thought no one could tell. I mean, we were wealthy. We belonged to a country club. I played tennis. I pretty much had a, I, I was living really well. And the thing that kind of still sticks out at me is having people say to me, you drive a BMW, what do you want? So that kind of made me feel like, well, wait a minute, am I not worth being able to drive a BMW? Or is it because he's giving me something that I should should be able to handle him losing it and slamming me against a wall or... Um, he, he liked to shove me, so it was, it's not like he literally picked me up and threw me, but he could shove pretty well, you know. I find it interesting because just I think and even in this conversation that I'm having with you that we we try to justify these actions as acceptable. And, and I know that at this point in how you've been able to overcome this that we're trying to play it down and then – but we're trying to expose it because it is an epidemic. Yeah. It's, an, it's definitely how an did, epidemic. How, <laughs> how did you reach out? What, what was that action that you took when you knew enough was enough? Well, um, I had a hairdresser that, um, Beth, she cut my hair for probably 15 years. And, you know, I went to her at least, I have short hair, so I went to her at least once a month. So I'm seeing this person once a month, and I was having times where I was paying for it separate, like I would pay cash and and credit card. Mm -hmm. And then I would come in crying or I would be late. Um, There was a lot of signs that Mm -hmm. she started recognizing. And then I started talking to her because she showed concern, Mm -hmm. but she didn't push me. She just was kind of like, asking me how things were going. And my mother lived with us for a while, and when she lived with us, she was a buffer. And after she passed, then that's when it really became mm. more um, frequent. Mm-hmm. And, and I would come to her, and I, you know, I, I talked to her. She was, she was my hairdresser, you know. Yeah. So she had given me, she told me she thought, she knew that I thought it wasn't that bad because I didn't have bruises and I hadn't had any broken bones and I thought I was hiding or it. Or really black well. eyes. Yeah, and stuff no like black that. eyes, okay. no bloody lips. Right. Um, maybe once or twice, but even that's too much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Today I know that. Yes. Then I thought, well, he'll, he won't do that again. Um, she gave me a package and actually it came out, I cut it out. And it had a questionnaire that had 10 questions, and I answered um, nine out of 10 questions, yes. Mm. And at the bottom of the paper, it said in big red letters, if you've answered two or more questions, um, yes, then you're in grave danger. Two or more, and you answered nine I, as yes? Nine. Wow. Nine. What did th- how did that make you feel in that moment? Shocked and almost like, 
oh, okay, then I am right. Because anytime so I call the police. So it was a bit of, an, uh, of a confirmation, too. Yes, because if I called the police, he would, they'd come and they'd make him leave or make me leave or separate us. And then he would always say, you know, they thought you were drunk or they didn't believe you. They'll never believe you. No one will ever believe you. Mm. And he was very charismatic. And mm -hmm. we owned a business and a lot of people worked for us. And he had the habit of asking people owed him. That's how it was. The dynamics of relationships with him as he would give, but you had to do something in return. In return, yeah. There was nothing. I, I don't even remember very much where he gave without having an ulterior motive. Yeah, so you've described these kind of words based on your husband. So charismatic, mm -hmm. but then there was kind of those manipulative values mm -hmm. in there. Anger, yep, which led to some you know abusive behavior, mm -hmm. um, not getting what he wanted, and those are all signs. And and not one of those or or any one of those could be enough of a sign. Right, right. It doesn't have to be a combination or an accumulation of any of those type of things, because a very charismatic person could be one way to, you know, in in to the how the world sees them, and very different behind closed doors. That's absolutely the truth, and it made. The people that supported them were partially my family, mm. and they didn't believe me. Or I did something to deserve it. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so where I got caught up. I felt like I must be doing something yeah. to deserve it, or I'm doing a penance. I thought I was doing a penance, which is crazy. And, and I can't even imagine the number of women, because the stats that we do have available to us, you know, online and through uh, domestic awareness programs and organizations and foundations and charities and stuff like that. It's only what's been documented. Right. It's the people who have are the statistics. And I'm not one of them. When I took out a um, temporary restraining order, it wasn't given to me. That's what really I, where I started really realizing I was making mistakes mm -hmm. because the first time I tried to get one, I pulled back and, and said no. But why wouldn't they give you one? Because the first time I said no. Oh, so they, yeah. I had already done that, been there, done that. So the court system sees it as, oh, she's not reliable. Because at the time, my daughter even said to me, Mom, it's like you're from another planet. So you had children in the house during this 30-year marriage? That Yes. Did, were they yes. aware of it? They are now, more so now, mm -hmm. because when you're a child and you're watching this, the denial is so strong. And I stood behind loyalty. Mm -hmm. That was my denial. I was being loyal. Loyal to the marriage. Loyal yes. to the man. Loyal to, loyal the, to, to my all family. Of it. Yeah, to your family. Loyal to the businesses mm -hmm. we owned. Loyal to okay. my clients. So it really made it hard for me to step back and look at it and say, you know, this, is, this shouldn't, this isn't right. Right. I remember my sister had asked me to do something about it because um, he had attacked me during a... Thanksgiving, we had the family. I'm one of 13 children. So we're up at uh, North Carolina. There's 28 of us there. Um, 
Chuck lost it. I um, spend the night with my sister up in her room. The next morning I get up and my sister says to me, Bridget, you go make nice. Don't ruin Thanksgiving. Mm. So it's like, fix this. So mm. I really tried to fix it. I tried to fix it. I tried to fix it through church. I tried to fix it through therapy. I tried to fix it through support groups. Um, so after that incident, I Googled um, abusive relationships. And I lived in Atlanta at the time, and they had this um, workshop. It was 16 days, and I thought, I can take 16 days. Because I hadn't gone on vacation, and I, I had to make up That's all That's a huge amount reasons. of time. It was. For me, it was huge. Yeah. But I thought, 16 days, I can do that. I ended up there, 80. Oh. 80 days. Because I had no clue how codependent I was. And all of that programming um, that, hang on, all of that programming that was had happened over those 30 yeah. years was so tight and so there that it was 80 days. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But it didn't start in my marriage. I mean, I saw things um, in my family of origin. So it's really about family and your history than it is about the perpetrator and the victim, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen from talking to other people and from interviewing other people and being in conventions and having people come to me and talk to me about their situation. It seems like we all have this need to be loved yeah. and needed. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break right now. And thank you for sharing that story, Bridget, because I, I know that that's not easy. But I know that the more you share it, the more impact you're going to make on other lives and the more healing it provides for it you. It does. Yeah. It's very cathartic. So when we come back, we're going to talk with Bridget a little bit more. Um, and so stay with us. Um, and if, if uh, you need more information, you can email me, Bonnie, at BonnieBonadeo.com. You can also tweet me, BonnieBonadeo1, um, or private message me on my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out Show. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Beauty Inside and Out on Voice America. And my guest today is Bridget Cox, and she is she's a motivational speaker, uh, a soon-to-be author um, uh, with a book in regards to the domestic abuse and violence, um, not only her story, but being able to then share um, opportunities for other people to be able to see that there's hope and that there's another side to this. So we're, we're going to go back, Bridget, into your story here a little bit, okay? Um, so you had shared that your hairdresser gave you something that you had this little checklist um, and it said, you know, if you checked, yeah, it said yes to two out of 10 of these things, then you're in grave danger. You checked nine. So I want to talk about first, what was this thing that your hairdresser had that gave you this opportunity to really look at it. And then next I want to go back into you spent 80 days somewhere to be able to get that kind of support, and then we'll go from there, okay? Okay. My hairdresser had over probably three or four different months, we, she, we were rehashing and rehashing, and I was getting more and more emotional. I mean, I was a wreck. When I, mm-hmm. when I decided that I was going to leave. Because it had been 30 years. And I had to be willing to let go of all of my clients, my business, my home, and my children. Mm-hmm. They were older. My son had been in the Marine Corps for five years. So he missed the last five years of what went on. And we were empty nested. So there wasn't anybody to be a buffer. Mm-hmm. So, and then my daughter was a daddy's girl. So to try to, I'm trying to show you that it's not as easy as walking out the door. No, it never is. So while I was at the bridge, I had come back home to get my car. There was a lady up there in Bowling Green, Kentucky for this um, workshop. Um, She drove me back to Atlanta because she had come up to Bowling Green from Atlanta. And so, so I could get my car. So that shows you right there the control I was driven to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I to didn't go to this drive program. myself. Yes. Yeah, okay. I had told him I was going to this because of my early childhood issues. So I don't just have the domestic violence. I had some um, sexual abuse as a child. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of like fertile ground. Mm-hmm. I you know the soil was very fertile for me to walk right into a relationship like I was in. And it's almost as if they kind of know that. Yes. They're like they're predators of that weakness that sometimes we put out. Right. Yeah. And see, I can't, I don't hold any resentment or I have full forgiveness for my ex-husband because I didn't know his history. Mm-hmm. And he had probably seven different stepfathers. And he's the oldest boy. His mother was always having to work to support three children. So the pressure that was on him as a child, I don't know if he saw domestic violence or it's a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. I I really think that um, never being good enough Mm -hmm. is such a fear in our society today. Mm -hmm. And I had that same thing. So if you have that not, not good enough and somebody else has a not good enough, and you have somebody who's going to caretake you to make you feel like you're good enough, it's, it's a cycle. It's a cycle, yeah. It's and, a cycle. And, it's, and, it's, and it can have some really bad endings to it as well. Right. And Beth had gone to 
um, the area coalition in Atlanta and um, pulled all the information. You can get it off the websites now. And the National Coalition has all the websites for every coalition. And what is that, National Hulk. Coalition for uh, domestic, domestic Violence? Violence, okay. Yes. All right. Um, that's who we give the hotline. The hotline number is for the National Coalition. And she had gotten a package that had um, the questionnaire. It had a safety plan. It had um, the area um, safe houses, you know, how to mm -hmm. contact them, and some of the Gwinnett County um, resources. So from your hairdresser handing you this little survey thing that you did to then realizing this is an issue, Googling it, going to this particular location to be able to support you in mm -hmm. this this having an awareness that you weren't in a good environment. It right. wasn't a healthy environment. Right. It was a 16-day program. It turned into 80. For me, because <laughs> I didn't get a no. Mm. It took me more than 16 days. It took me the first 30 days to let go of everything I thought I was supposed to right. fix. Yeah. And I was fixing problems with our businesses. Mm -hmm. and, and when you first go in, you're not supposed to have any internet or contact with anybody for the first 30 days. Well, mm -mm, I was not going to do that. No, I had to do this. This The world was going to fall apart if I didn't hold it together. Mm. And that's exactly how I felt. I had no clue I felt like that. So I'm sitting in a group of people, and I'm looking at them thinking they're crazy, <laughs> and I've got it all together. Look at me. I'm running a business. I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And it never occurred to me that I was doing for people what they should have been doing for themselves. Mm. And I was exhausted. Of course, yeah. Caretaking, the caretaking responsibility is very exhausting. And, and there's it, a big difference between caretaking and caregiving. Mm, okay. And so I think the effect it had on my children was teaching them the same process. Yeah. And so that's I think how it how it keeps it keeps it's still an epidemic. So I think it's more about the family, especially if children are involved, because we don't learn we don't learn the difference. We don't learn that love is not taking not, care not, of somebody. Right, not if you're not seeing it very early on. Right. If you're seeing it in that manner, it's love. But it has these conditions attached to it. Right. Yeah. Right. So when you're brought up with some kind of abuse, which it sounds mm -hmm. like that was part of your history, mm -hmm. too. There was abuse in your childhood. Then abuse is kind of like almost a package deal. Like, right. Okay, yeah. Then I understand right. this. Yeah. So, you you know, I want to make sure that people, like, you're doing great now. Yes. You're, you're a spokesperson yes. for domestic violence. Right. You know, and awareness. And you're helping people to understand the, the entire process of, of all of this. And that even the little bit is, you know, can have a major effect on you type of thing. Right. Um, and so what are some other statistics we need to know about this? Every five seconds, someone's being abused. That's frightening. Every five seconds. And that's through the statistics. That are available. Right. right. People don't see things like I read, in a, I read in the paper about a lady that had had an affair, and in order to punish her, 
her husband made her cut her hair and start dressing like a man. Oh, this was a Dear Abby thing, Dear wasn't Abby. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So people So people don't see that stuff as that's very covert. Mm-hmm. And I think most of mine was covert. Yeah. And but I it's was, still abuse. It's abuse. Okay. It's abuse, regardless of whether it's mm-hmm. covert or not. But you don't have to have a black eye. You don't have to have a broken arm. Right, because because even this kind of abuse can just be verbal, but verbal yes. can take you down yes. emotionally to where you don't think you have the worth, and you don't think that you're uh, you, that you could leave. Right, because there's threats attached right. to verbal abuse. Oh too. yes, oh yeah. yes. Okay. I was told um, I would never make it, and when I when I finally did leave, I was told I stood in my driveway, and he told me that he was going to destroy me. Yeah. So you have a book coming out soon. Right. What's the title of your book and what's the essence of that so we can kind of tease people a little bit? And it's kind of, it's called Time to Talk About It. Mm, okay. And it talks, it's, um, it's a fictional novel that's going to end up being a trilogy. And it's got seven children that are in a detention center in Tennessee. And those seven children have s- several different, um, different but the same issues. Mm-hmm. And But they have denial, and it shows how you break through denial by self-awareness, and then you move beyond the issues. And this was part of the process that you learned in order to get Bridget back. Right. Because when I went to the bridge, the things they taught me, I was like, why didn't you teach? Why didn't we learn this in middle school? Right. So my first step while I was going through my divorce and all the crazy stuff that was happening then— I um, had started a little pilot program for middle schoolers, and I called it Time to Talk About It. Mm-hmm. And I taught them about, I didn't even know what emotions were. Mm-hmm. I knew fear. I knew anger. Happy. Sadness. Yeah. I knew it happy and yeah. sad. I didn't know worry. I didn't know fear. I mean, I didn't know. Anxiety. Like I didn't know how to. sub-emotions. Right. I didn't know how to express myself, and I, and I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought my life Everybody's life was like that. I had gone to my uh, friend of mine's house after one of the incidences, and she looked at me and she said, Bridget, I have never been afraid in my own home. And I looked at her and I said, really? Even when you were a kid? And I knew her parents drank, and I thought, well, because her parents drank, that their house must be, you know, turmoil. I thought whenever there was alcohol concerned, I thought it— it made things Alcohol worse. Alcohol caused turmoil. Right. So it made me very hypervigilant. When I'm around, when I'm in an area where people are drinking, um, my son used to laugh at me. He'd say, Mom, why do you count? I would count. I would probably know everybody in the room, be- how right. many they've had. Those were behaviors that were a way for you to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, um, the beauty thing is about this, though is from having this experience, mm-hmm. I have empathy mm-hmm. for not only those victims, but the perpetrators mm-hmm. and the kids and the family as because a whole. Because there's, there's so much more to it that's been psychologically cycled through them. That right. Sometimes, really, sometimes I know it sounds terrible to say we, we, mm-hmm. we, we don't know any better or we should know better. Like mm-hmm. both of those statements are, are not true. Right, because if it's if because it's how that's we were saying not brought good up, enough, right, and or, everybody we have yeah. that thing in our society, we're not good enough. I mean, 
I get up in the morning and I'm like, I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. I go to bed and I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I, you know, what I'm trying to do now is even get more positive than I already feel like I've become. Mm -hmm. And that's through more awareness. Yes. Yeah. And so you are, uh, you, you got out of the marriage. Um, I got out of the marriage um, after having some major ordeals because he did threaten to, you know, destroy me. So mm -hmm. he turned it around on me, had me arrested, said that I ran him over with my car. The police never contacted me. So I had a um, warrant for my arrest. I got arrested the following day, the day after I filed for divorce. Then um, when he told me that if I didn't drop the divorce, he'd have me arrested again. Um, he filed it by time he filed an answer. He filed an answer on July 5th, um, put out a warrant on July 5th for my arrest saying that I had, um, because he had said I had um, run him over with my car, it made me the perpetrator. So I had a... Um, so I had a I had an area that I was not allowed to be in. I couldn't go to my home. I couldn't go to my businesses. I couldn't even go to my sister's house because she was within that two mile radius. Mm. So our general manager had assisted him by telling the police that I came by the house in a threatening manner. Mm -hmm. I was arrested for felony aggravated stalking without a bond. Felony. Felony. Aggravated stalking. How did he get away with this? I could have stayed in Gwinnett County and sued. They let me out 10 days later. I spent 10 days in jail and they dropped the charges because they weren't founded. Right. Um, but it took me two years to go to trial. So I had to stay around for two years. To go to trial. And Not in the marriage. No. Okay. No, I but had to around. stay in okay. Gwinnett County. Okay. I, had a, I have a sister here in Scottsdale, and she um, invited me to come stay with her. So I, um, after my trial, I was exonerated, of course. Um, I packed up my little vacuum cleaner bags. You know, you suck the vacuum cleaner. You know, it makes them all. I had mm -hmm. my, my BMW, my 200,000-mile BMW, packed to the hill, and I drove 2,006 miles across country. To get away? Yes. Because I knew that if I stayed, it was going to continue. Yeah, yeah, the threats would continue no right. matter what. Like you're divorced and you're still right. living in fear and you're still being threatened. Right. Yeah. Right. So you, so you, so you came west. Yes. Yeah. And now, I love it. Now, I know that you've since remarried. You're in a happy, wonderful, healthy, loving relationship. Um, and, of course, I know your husband, and I love yes. and adore him as well, Jim. And um, and that was when we got to know each other, and that yes. was when we started talking and you had mm -hmm. shared your story with me. So I'm glad for this opportunity to, to share this platform with you so that you mm -hmm. can share it with others. Um I, I want to make sure that everybody understands. Let's let's tell them. Let's give them a little bit of information right now. So if somebody's listening to this and they need to take some action right now, what would be the action you want them to have? They need to call the hotline, which is I gotta see. I don't have it memorized. It's one eight hundred seven nine nine SAFE, which is seven two three three. That's the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. They have numbers and um, 
people that can assist them in their areas and they can direct them to mm -hmm. the to okay. the help they need. Okay. But it's one eight hundred seven nine nine SAFE, which is seven two three three. Okay, good. So for anybody listening right now and you need to call that number, call it right now. Um, for those of you that might know somebody that you either know for sure, for fact, that they are in a domestic violence situation, um, or you might think that there could be something going on, um, give them that number. Maybe. Or you can call it yourself. Okay, good. So they can call if it you themselves. Call a, and if you call a hotline like that and you talk, there's people who are trained to talk to you. They know mm -hmm. the questions to ask. They know so they how can, to approach you. They can guide these people to have that conversation with yes. their loved ones. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Because because in your situation, your loved ones were telling you to fix it and not necessarily believing that you were in a bad situation. So I've got to imagine mm -hmm. that's going on out there too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure it is. There's a lot of families and there's a lot of cultures that don't allow for something like this to be revealed. Yeah. There's and, and it, there's you, you see it on the news every night. Mm -hmm. First of all, mm -hmm. um, the entire Lifetime channel yes. <laughs> is based around <laughs> domestic yeah. violence. There's been major movies out there, mm -hmm. you know, Burning Bed and things like that that have been on these topics. Um, OJ so, Simpson. Yeah, yeah. So so we're aware that it exists. I think what we don't have an awareness of is either how to help people um, or you know how to how to have that conversation with people. So so we've got just a couple more minutes before we go to break here. If you knew somebody was potentially in a domestic abusive situation, what would you say? I would give them the hotline. Okay. And what if they go into denial? What if they're like, no, 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 it's not that bad. I don't need to do anything well, you know, like that. The, the way that Beth approached me and saying, Bridge, I know that you think that it's not that bad. Would you at least fill out a questionnaire? Okay, so this is your hairdresser that yes. said this. Okay, so thank um, you, Beth. That questionnaire <laughs> was eye-opening to me, and it gave validation to what I thought shouldn't be happening and that it was abuse. Okay, good. Now, we're going to take a break right now. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to provide people another source of information that's going to be able to help. And for all my beauty industry listeners, this is for you. This is how you can help. And I think that it's really something that we need to come together on and make an impact. I know that this family of beauty people that I'm a part of, you are the most generous and compassionate oh, people I've ever met. So I think we really can make a difference. It's called the Cut It Out Program, and we're going to share that as soon as we come back. And again, um, Bridget, share that, that 800-799-SAFE. 800 800-799-SAFE is what we want to share with everybody right now. And if you need to reach out to me, you can email me, bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. 
Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, so on the break, I just had said to Bridget, my guest, I just said, this is a really hard conversation to have. You know, I know my show is called Beauty Inside and Out, but the truth is, is this is... This is the worst of beauty from the inside. If you are in a in a you know abusive relationship, if you're if domestic violence is a part of your life or it's a part of someone's life that you know, this is not an easy conversation to have. And and yes, it's fun to talk about you know eyelash false eyelashes and the latest trends in lipstick and hair and makeup and color, but. You know, I took on this show because I did not want beauty to feel superficial. I wanted people to feel good from the inside out. And so although this is a hard conversation today, Bridget, I appreciate and really value you being here to share this with them. So, um, you know, Bridget also has this uh, part of her vision is that she wants to have every salon in the United States have kind of an advocate Um, to be able to make sure that they're educated enough and not overly educated, but educated enough in order to see the signs and to be able to help them. And how she plans on doing that is, is through the cut it out program and it's, uh, you know, salons against domestic abuse. So Bridget, share with us a little bit more about cut it out and how this all kind of evolved and what your role in it is. Okay. I'm really excited to be a a part of cut it out because that is how I got out. And I was in Atlanta in 2009 when Beth um, approached me with it. And like I said, I had driven 2,006 miles across country. And when I got here to Scottsdale, my sister is a very busy woman. She's got three children. And um, she, so she told me, she said she wanted me to find somebody to help show me around Scottsdale. Well, <laughs> I'm from Atlanta. I don't know anything about Scottsdale other than that I couldn't tell the difference between any shopping center in the whole city. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, we put me on Match.com, which was very not me. That's scary, yeah. It was not me. (laughs) But on my profile, I said, I don't want you to take care of me. I don't need to – I don't want to know about your toys. I mean, I really put in a profile that was like, you know – Guarded. Don't touch me. <laughs> Guarded. Yeah, yes. I can. Yeah, I can see why. But I had put tennis on there, and um, I had gone on two dates, and I had come home and told my sister, "I'm not doing this We're done. again. Yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm going to be single the rest of my life." And I had made a date with my now husband, um, and it was on a Tuesday evening. And I thought, okay, I'll just do this one. And he had told me that um, he knew tennis was a big thing in Atlanta. So that it right really there, is. yes, it is. <laughs> Elta has 80,000 people playing tennis. So I, I thought, okay, if nothing else, he'll get me in the tennis community, and then I'm home free. Oh, okay. So yeah. You didn't think you were marrying him, were you? No. I had, uh, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Not at all. So when I met him, I, I liked him, which 
shocked me. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, mm, wait a minute. And then, I, so because I liked him, I thought I'd test him. You know how we do. We test people, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I told I'm him, I said. I'm going to sabotage this in every way right, I can. <laughs> right. I said, okay, Jim, um, if you Google my name, you're going to get my mug shot. Oh, yes, of course, yes. because you'd been arrested. Yes. And you just put that right out there, didn't you? Yes, I Good did. Good for you. Within the first hour. All right. So A little, a little vino, and by the way, if, right. you, if you Google me, yes. <laughs> you're going to get a mugshot. <laughs> yes, and he asked me what, it, what that was all about, and I told him, and he said, well, um, I'm the executive director for the American Association of Cosmetology Schools, and our foundation right now is Cut It Out. And he started telling me about cut it out, mm. and I said, "That's what, that's what my hairdresser used." Right. So, so here, so here's a message in all of this: there is that ability to find love, and sometimes it's it, it can come out of a hardship, right? That can bring people together. So, this is a beautiful story now. Right. Okay. Right. So, within two weeks, he had paid to have my mugshot taken off huh? the internet. That's marriage material. That was like, okay, <laughs> this guy's for real. So he introduced me to the people over at the Professional Beauty Association, and the Professional Beauty Association had gotten cut it out out of Chicago. Yeah. And so it was amazing to me that here it was. It started in Alabama, so I understood it being in the southeast. I never dreamed that it would be here in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. So I went to them and I told them my story. And I started working as a um, volunteer and sharing my story and um, doing the training for the Cut It Out program. The Cut It Out program is a is an educational program. We don't want to turn cosmetologists into counselors and rescuers. Right. It's... It's you're being taught to recognize domestic violence. The signs, the yes. inambiguity, right? The, like right. things like that, okay. right? What, like and when the, I and said the, I paid differently, right. or you know, she might um, make a three-hour appointment with you and just blow you off. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be different things that you might notice, and it also shows you how to respond properly. You don't tell them to get out. Right, right, because you don't that shut your salon down and go after the guy. Right. I mean, it, you have to handle it very right because any anybody that is uneducated could e- very easily say something like, "Well, why don't you leave?" Right. But they don't understand the the nuances of all of that. Right. That's why I my story works because I I was in my marriage for thirty years, so. Cut It Out also teaches you how to refer your clients out. And there's this little card. It's the size of a, of a business card. And it's a trifold, and it's done in Spanish, and it's done in, in English. And it has, tells you how to do a safety plan. It tells you the signs of abuse. And it asks you if you think you're in danger, and it gives you the number. And coalition? it's that same number we've been yes. sharing, 800-799-7233. Right. So hairdressers. Now, here, here's the great thing about this industry. So 
you know, we're all going to the salon. We're all having our hair done. There's there's so much connection and opportunity. And hairdressers are seeing us on a regular basis, and we're building relationships with our right. hairdressers. It's, it's very intimate. It's very it's very intimate. You know, when somebody has the the ability, the license to be able to touch you, you trust them. There's an enormous amount of trust in that touch that happens, um, not always right away, but mm-hmm. certainly over time. And um, we value that relationship with our hairdresser. Um, and there's this opportunity then that the hairdresser has gets to be a part of what right. you call the Cut It Out program. Right. So it would provide them these cards. Right. Everything that's sent out from the Cut It Out program, including the training, is free. Okay, perfect. So to the salons salon. can order this. Right. How do they order this? They can go on the um, probeauty.com. Probeauty.org. Or .org. Yeah, .org. And they can um, hit the charities, and then it shows you... How to find a find somebody to do the training? Mm-hmm. They provide the trainers and then the packets and the packets, the, the literature, the little cards, um, the posters that go up in the restrooms, because it's not something you're going to put at the front of your right. Salon. And it, right, no, and it's and it's not something you're going to you know make a point to say, and we're going to tell everybody that we're part of the Cut It Up program. It's kind right. of it's kind of. Just there in the background. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you train the hairdressers to be able to recognize certain signs. Right. And then it could be as simple as, I just wanted to provide this for you. Right. Right? And if they tell you no, back off. Then respect that. Yes. Yeah. Then absolutely respect that. Yeah. And but now they know. Right. Now they know that the salon Somebody is knows. a resource. Yes. yes. And that... There's it, and it could be safe. So the right. next time they make an appointment, they could feel more. Uh, they could be, you know, just feel better about maybe saying something. The safety cards can be put in the restrooms. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a very and they ask. They tell you signs of abuse. Mm-hmm. So somebody like me that didn't think it was that bad, controlling manipulative behavior, unpredictable mood swings isolates you from your family and friends, uses force, verbally abuses you, threatens violence. Mm. Those, were, those were some of the signs that were on that checklist. Right. So this little card is only the size of a... There's of a, a lot of information on right. it, though. And it'll fit in your shoe. Yeah. So you could stash right. it back. Now, I know that there was something that was going across Facebook or something like that, that people were doing something on their hand, and it was oh, kind of— the black of, dot? The, the black dot. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? So the black dot was kind of like if I just, you know, showed you my hand or waved to you or something like that, and you saw mm-hmm. a black dot, that that you person— You were asking for help. You were asking for help type of thing. And you hear these situations all the time, you know, um, where— you know, you, they don't feel safe enough to do something, and it's it's a huge risk. It's a it's a major risk for them to kind of say, "I need help." So, yeah. So the salon, our beauty industry, is going to support you, Bridget. So, and I'm going to make sure I know of that. that. And I've I know many are. That. Many are already doing this. So yeah. this isn't a new program. It's been out right. for many years. But if it's if it's a new program to you for any of the salons um, or any of the stylists that you know you might have a suite, this could be something you could have in your suite. Um, if there's a way to be able to help um, make more of an impact, it's it's creating awareness, but it's also giving people that action actionable opportunity to feel safe. And they could email me if there's any questions about it. They could e- email me. Share at share your email address. B Cox. B is in boy. Cox. C O X. 
at probeauty.org. At probeauty.org. So, yeah, so the Cut It Out program is a part of the Professional Beauty Association. Um, it's one of their charities that they right. really support the beauty industry with. Um, free training, cards. Free, uh, free, free. Yeah, so we, yeah, we need to get more salons involved in this. So we're going to continue to share the message um, through this platform, Beauty right. Inside and Out Radio. I know you're going to be out there diligently sharing the message. At the as conventions. And at conventions and shows. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, we have you, um, our first event is Sunday night. We have a Club yes. Intrigue event here in Scottsdale for uh, the professional industry. And they're, um, we're going to be handing out the cards there. Right. Yeah, so that's right. good. That's a good start. I mean, just that small card can save a life. Mm-hmm. It saved yours. I didn't think that I needed my life to be saved, but I know today that my life was saved. Mm. And it's so much different. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so much different. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for sharing your story. And we, we want to help you get that out there a little bit more. So let us know what we can do. And then for all the salons, I, you know, I want, I want to hear back from you guys. I want to hear, how do I, how do I get this? What do I need to do? I want you to go directly to probeauty.org, uh, go under charities. It's probably slash cut it out or right. slash charities and then mm-hmm. maybe cut it out. Um, and I'll make sure that I post that on my Twitter account, my Facebook account. Um, and my Instagram account, so everybody can find that as well. And let's let's be very proactive in cutting out domestic violence. Absolutely. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Yeah, good. So remember, the rest of this month is uh, October is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, but as I share, shared on the top of the show, it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we're putting a focus on cancer as well. So my guests next week are from Hello Gorgeous, and that is also a nonprofit organization that provides complimentary professional makeovers and cosmetic education to women battling cancer. And, you know, it's 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 a tough thing to go through, and when you don't look beautiful, you don't feel beautiful, and then you don't you kind of like start closing yourself off from the world. Um, so they're a organization that's helping people to kind of feel more beautiful. So we'll be talking with them next week. And as always, um, this show it goes into an archive tomorrow, and I'll share it again out tomorrow. Um, so it's available 24-7 to be able to listen to it. It's also available for you to share with your friends. And this might be this might be the action that you take. Maybe you just need to share the link to the show with some of your friends. And um, we really recommend you do that. You can also listen to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, and on my very own website, BonnieBonadeo.com. So I look forward to talking with you again soon. Again, thank you, Bridget, for being here. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.